Welcome in to a Saturday edition of the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller here. Glad you have spent a couple of minutes of your weekend peeking into the podcast. I wanted to elaborate on a question that was asked earlier in the week about strength of planets in our chart. Now, that's a good question. And think about it. If you're analyzing your astrology and you see Uranus here and Mars over there and Mercury up this way and Venus down there and the moon someplace else, and you wonder, which one of these have the most influence on me? Well, we picked apart some of the major areas that you look at, but I wanted to elaborate on a couple of others. So number one, we talked about the ruling planet. That's the one that is the ruler of your ascendant sign. So again, I used my own example of Gemini, ruled by Mercury, communication, there you go not rocket science. The other area I pointed out was an accumulation of energy called a stellium. And again, in my own chart, I have the Sun, Mars, and Neptune all together at the same degree in Scorpio. That's a stellium. I'm very intense, as those those who know me well know. And there you go. You don't have to look much further. And spirituality has always been a defining theme of my life since I was a wee pup. Neptune right on top of the Sun. Again, this is not rocket science, but how the planets are positioned in our chart, the houses that they are in, and how they are positioned in the house. Are they close to the cusp? Are they at the beginning, in the middle, or toward the end? For example, if you have a 29-degree planet in Cancer, let's say, Steve Forrest would move that on into Leo in his reports. It's like we've completed Cancer. Let's, If we're going to analyze this, let's analyze it moving forward. My son has a 29-degree planet. I've noticed from his chart that both sides apply. And the other main way that I mentioned was if a planet is in its own sign, that it rules. For example, right now today, Saturn is in Aquarius. Saturn is the ancient ruler of Aquarius, so that makes Saturn stronger in today's chart. The end of next month, the end of May, and just over a month from now, Jupiter is going to move into Pisces. Same thing. Jupiter was the ancient ruler of Pisces, so that's going to be a homecoming. Then I started to mention detriment and fall, which are the opposite of rulership and exaltation, basically. This is ancient astrology stuff. This is Hellenistic astrology or medieval astrology. This pretty much went out of vogue In the 1900s, astrology history is kind of an interesting study in and of itself. But let's just say, for broad terms, not to be super specific here, it doesn't matter that much, when this faded from the scene, if you will, it was basically over the last hundred years. And what is now modern astrology, which paints the descriptive personality traits of the various signs and planets, more so than these deeper characteristics. So if you go on Twitter and they frame you up as a Sagittarius, then there are certain characteristics that are supposed to determine your life. And that's fine. I mean, that's the good cookie-cutter way of looking at it. And there is, oh, so much more. When you start peeling the layers back of astrology, it gets just doggone fascinating. So let me explain rulership, detriment, exaltation, and fall. Rulership is simply the sign uh, that a planet rules. And I mentioned you can Google that really easy and just search up planetary ruler astrology and you'll get the rulerships. 
Now, every sign has at least one ruling planet. And I say at least because since the discovery of these newer planets, quote-unquote newer planets discovered by us, (laughs) God knew they were there all along. But from the mid-1700s through 1930, we discovered Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, known today as the outer planets or the slower-moving planets. Well, they had to be integrated into astrology and placed somewhere. So Uranus fit Aquarius. Neptune in its orbit and retrogrades seemed to fit Pisces. And Pluto was assigned to Scorpio. So those three signs have dual rulership. Originally, Aquarius was ruled by Saturn, Pisces by Jupiter, and Scorpio by Mars. Now, you're going to see how, this is so clear, how astrology is built on oppositions, opposites, polarities. I've mentioned that oh so many times, and you'll see it right here. So how you determine that a planet or a body is in detriment is you just look at the opposite sign of its ruler. So again, let's use the sun in Leo. Sun rules Leo. Its opposite sign, the opposite sign across 180 degrees on the other side of the pasture is Aquarius. So when the sun moves through Aquarius like it did just a couple of months ago, it's not as happy. It's not as fulfilled. It's grumpy. For the sun, 30 long days of tapping its toe. Can I please go to Pisces? I don't like Aquarius. Well, that's a little over-exaggerated, but (laughs) you get the point. It's diminished. It's not as fulfilled. It's uncomfortable. All right? So you do that for every sign. Just look at the opposite. Astrology is so built on opposites. When you get that point, then you it, it just unlocks so much about astrology. All right? Now, what about this other concept? Because we've mentioned detriment, then we've mentioned fall, and then exaltation. Thomas, you're driving me nuts here. All right. These are the characteristics. These are how the ancient astrologers explained the characteristics and the flavors before computers, before telescopes, hello, before mass media, even before books. So this is how it was done. So when they looked at the sun and they looked at the chart, they figured that the sun ruled Leo. Okay, that was a good fit. But they also noticed that the sun fit really well with Aries. Fire, big, bold, brash, put me out there. So there's another sign that they say the sun is exalted in Aries. So whenever the sun interacts with Aries, either by aspect or transit or uh, placement, it likes Aries. It feels better. It's at home. It is exalted. A perfect example of human exaltation. Several years, 20 years ago, my body suffered a heat stroke, and I have struggled in hot climates ever since. Well, I went back to Dallas, and then I went to Florida. I was giving it a good shot, but my body just wasn't comfortable. I was in detriment. I was in fall in those areas. Moved to North Carolina. I have not turned the air conditioner on in the two weeks that I've been here. It has been absolutely spectacular. My body and my soul are in exaltation. I mean, I have had so much more energy here. I have wanted to tackle projects. I've been working 18 hours a day and just going like nuts. I redesigned the 
fun astrology website. I'm getting ready to do a whole lot more product launches and freebies and just all kinds of stuff for you. And I'm exalted the same way with a planet. All right. How do you determine the fall? Well, just look at the opposite sign of the exaltation. So again, there are charts available plentifully online where you can get the exaltations and falls. In fact, they have them together. What you want to find is one that has the ruler, detriment, exaltation, and fall. And that's just a great chart to clip out and keep around so that you can see it. So the opposite of Aries is Libra. Aries, warrior, dominant, Mars, aggressive, Libra, Venus, peaceful, beautiful, softness, sensuality, expressiveness of beauty, romance, total opposite from Aries. When the sun gets into Libra, it goes, oh, when do I get to leave? (laughs) Or if it's a happy sun, it probably says, oh, that's okay. I'll just make the best of it while I'm here. But it's not going to be a good, you know, it's not going to be a happy sun for the next 30 days. Now, this is by no means any kind of assault on Aquarians or Librans. Let's get that straight because there are a bunch of people that have the sun in Aquarius and the sun in Libra. I've got a friend who's a doctor in Dallas. He's a Libran, and I'll tell you what, he's one of the brightest shining stars that has ever been and has been a good friend of mine for, goodness sakes, coming up on 20 years now almost. So I was painting those pictures to be exaggerating so that you get the points. And then what you do is you go back and you look at the flavorings and the characteristics and the seasonings of how all of these things go. Typically, you would reference this chart more so on transits, progressions, solar arcs, and look at the characteristics there and then compare those to your birth chart. See, this is so much synthesis in here. But that's how those four characteristics, rulership, detriment, exaltation, and fall basically work. Now, one other thing I want to mention really quick. It's called Astrodynes. This is a system that was developed in the 1940s. Albert Benjamin was the developer of this. And basically, he created a formula that looked at the aspects. I think midpoints are a factor. And then where the planet is in the house and developed quite a complex and impressive system of giving planets and houses and signs strength in your chart. And I'm not going to go into more of it because it it gets very detailed, but I put a new report on funastrology.com, and that's where all of the products are now, and they are on sale, just like you heard at the beginning of this episode. And I put a new report in there that you can see mine. So if you go in there and take a look at that, And if that triggers your interest and you would like to know those strength areas in your own chart, catch the report while it's on sale. It'd be a great time to pick it up. I'm going to leave those reports up there. I'm expanding, guys. I'm going to blow this thing out. And I needed to move everything over to funastrology.com so I could. It's a much better platform for this kind of execution. So I've got it's easier. It's faster. It's just simpler than the platform we had. Got everything started, but this is going to be a lot better. So that's what's going on there. You can take a look at that report. It's the one called the Astrodyne Report, and that's D-Y-N-E. You can Google it up. If you do Google it, Google Astrodyne plus the word astrology because there's a lot of other Astrodyne stuff out there that you'll get. 
All right, let's see. I think that's it. Oh, the other new report, you know the keywords that we do every day? Well, I got yours for your birthday. If you want that, that's also in there. Get the keywords for your life on your birthday. You'll see the example of mine. All right, that'll wrap us up. Have a great day. We'll see you on Monday. And, you know, if I get inspired, I'm back in here tomorrow, so you might check it. But uh, we might just take the day off and go climb a mountain somewhere, too. All right, have a good one. Thanks for sharing some of your Saturday. Hope that helped. It's a great topic. See you on Monday. Bye-bye.